This college football bowl picks part four edition of the sports gambling podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest, the SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sports gambling slash helmet. That's sports gambling slash helmet. Hey folks, this is Bud Foster. You're listening to SGP. Let's let it ride. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Rye Real Money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dong. Oh, dong. What's that? He he mispronounced dog. What's up with Collinsworth these days? Dog. What's happened? We're uh, talking college football bowl picks. Uh, Joining us as always to talk college football, Colby Dant, aka the Dantabase. What up, fellas? Appreciate appreciate you having me on the show to talk a little uh, opt out season. Uh, Colby's still Colby happy. Colby for- sounds insane. Uh, Col- it's the classic. He got excited. It was everything was normal, and he he decides he has to start yelling when the show starts. Uh, yes, uh, Col- Colby is my dad for twenty, saying, "Well, well, well." The uh, the there has been a small mutiny, which is ironic uh, considering we are. We are with a uh, traitor amongst us, Benedict Dant. They are they are up in arms about your college football bowl picks, Colby. In general, uh, Benedict Dant told saying, "Fade Colby gave my kids a nice Christmas." Colby, anything to say for yourself as far as the college football bowls? Oh, I mean, I, I you're pissing in the wind. So I mean, uh, hit on Middle Tennessee and Hawaii, but I mean, I got no idea on this shit, man. I mean, look. Like I, I, as, as uh, the games get closer, uh, like the, the invitational games, I think I'll be better, but uh, I had no idea on some of these ones are third string quarterback. Uh, Sorry. I was even about the practice guys. When I was even seeing like the, some of the kids that in the portal for Western Kentucky ended up playing like yeah. it, it's, it, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I, I love this time of year. It's chaos, Sean. It is. It is. And of course, the easiest pick of them all was Air Force plus four. Uh, aim high. Let's go, Air Force. That was, I mean, that's easy money, Colby. I mean, uh, Baylor's best defensive tackle ops out uh, after, like, we didn't have that report when we did the podcast. I did. I just didn't, I didn't feel like mentioning it. Pretty essential. Pretty yeah, essential. When I, when I, my, my analysis was they'll dominate the line of scrimmage. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Colby is my dad. Four twenty says, "I just wanted an apology. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed." <laughs> That's weird. Son, son talking to his father that way. It feels very inverted. Yeah, get, the, get the belt out, Colby. We got to teach these uh, some of these listeners some discipline. Kramer, <laughs> you've been uh, getting into it with some trolls regarding your Will Levis comments. 
Oh well, I I mean this was the this is the lead off of the show. So uh, if you haven't seen the latest Mel Kiper big board, guess who he has as the top quarterback? Will Levis. We've been talking about this for a year, just like we were talking about Malik Willis for a year before that. Will Levis lost. Uh, Colby, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Will Levis uh, lost a uh, lost his job, lost a battle with Sean Clifford, the, the all world Sean Clifford up there in Penn State. Then ran scared to the SEC, aka Kentucky, where he knew he'd be able to put up better numbers. Still couldn't put up good numbers, even with some talent around him. So I just pointed out, like, hey, this is crazy. And all the SEC folks come out saying, oh, how dare you say the SEC doesn't have elite defenses? How dare you? And all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're defending Will Levis. They're telling me how the SEC is filled with nothing but elite defenses and that the Big 12, uh, the, the Big 10, and the Pac 12 all suck. Uh, I, in a world where we still, like, sports still exist, you don't love your rival, you hate them. This whole, like, kumbaya, our conference is better. That the SEC has going on, like we used to joke, SEC. It is crazy. I I don't understand it. I, I don't get it. I, I thought you hated each other. You don't love each no, other. You're not no, trying to they, build they up Kentucky. That, they have that cult mentality, man, and and that that they have to to if you know they, they might lose to uh, Florida by sixty in in the regular season, but they want Florida to beat you know Oklahoma State in the bowl game. So stupid, but uh, but uh, no, I mean, look, seven of their defenses, half their conference. There's 14 teams in the conference. Seven of them chart on the back half of college football defensively. That means you know, uh, 60, 66 or worse. And then, then you factor in the fact that they're the only conference that all 14 teams play FCS teams. So if you were to add, take out the FCS game where they normally win like 70 to four, uh, then then their numbers would be even worse. So it's a crack of shit to think that they're some, you know, juggernaut defensively this year. And and Georgia, Georgia does have a good defense, but the rest of the conference, you know, just, um, yeah, there's, there's Georgia elite, Georgia elite, very elite Bama elite. But then after that, it's like crickets, right? Like you really, SEC fans, do you really want to tout Mississippi State, Kentucky, and LSU as your next top tier of defense? Missouri's in there. You're bragging about them too. Uh, again, I'm using the advanced analytics. I'm not using some sort of like a honky yards per play or any of that stuff. I'm, I'm straight up. I'm looking at football outsiders right now, and I don't see any of these these LSU's in there at 26. LSU, you want to brag about their defense? Come on, guys. I get it. They put out a lot of talent. Just saying, they don't have the defenses. That have been dominating this year. Even and Bama, even Bama's not the same Bama as no. And their defense is down this year. Yeah. Even and with bottom Blair. line, bottom line, Will Levis will be a bust. If, if, if the the fact that the te- Texans are going to draft Will Levis, that's what we're walking it is, into. It is really sad. Our Texans, no, and and he hasn't shown any sort of. I, I, at least Malik Willis, you can talk yourself into like. Hey, this guy has super amazing athletic talent. If we get him in, we coach him up. But I don't like Will Levis. What does he do physically that you can talk yourself into a prospect? Like, okay, all right, he's not there yet, whatever. But what does he do special, like from a physical traits point of view, that you can you can talk yourself into taking him that high? Per, I mean, per Twitter, hold on, Cole. Per Twitter, per per the Twitter uh, trolls, uh, he's got Josh. He's got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes skill set. So. Um, I, I don't think so, but I'll let Colby comment. 
No, I, I, I do see some raw skills that are impressive to me, but I, I once again, like, like I, I, I don't understand in my opinion, he should have started over Sean Clifford. Uh, like that's a bad analysis by James Franklin. Uh, so he, you're, what you're saying is that Sean Clifford should be going number one overall. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, no, uh, no, but Levis has some skills that I see, you know, his offensive line play was not great this year at Kentucky. Um, so, so that, that, you know, is a factor, but I don't know how you say clear cut. Number one, he hasn't, you know, wowed me that much to say, Oh, he's the top quarterback in the draft. I have seen some skills though, from him, uh, you know, on certain plays where I go, wow. Okay. I didn't know he had that capability, but uh, he's still, I think a bit of a project. Yeah, I think projects at best. Um, all right, let's get into it. Let's talk couch football bold picks part three. Made the mistake of calling it part four. Part four coming soon with the college football invitational picks. And if you're getting down on college football, you gotta do it over at winbetsportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. If you're betting the bowl games day of, reduce juice on sides and totals for every college football game. So no matter what college football bowl game you're getting down. Maybe uh, you really like Syracuse in the pinstripe bowl. Going to get fired up for that little New York action. Again, it's like minus 108, I think, even minus 105, maybe. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. And of course, bet $100, get a $100 free bet. State restrictions apply on that one. And as always, offer subject to change. Get all the details over at winbet.com. And uh, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, 1 800 522 47. Hundred. All right, let's get to the picks. What do we got? All right, let's start military bowl. Hopefully, we don't get a Benedict situation again here. We're heading to Annapolis, Maryland, <laughs> UCF and Duke. Um, motivate eleven a.m. here on Wednesday, the twenty eighth. Uh, so, from a motivation perspective, uh, how do you how do you fade Duke here, Colby? I'll let, I'll let you lay the case for Central Florida, but Duke's laying three and a half, minus one seventy five on the money line, plus one fifty for UCF. Forty four and a half is the total. To me, this UCF team has done a great job of beating up on uh, inferior teams all year. I think we circled them like week one, like oh, we got to fade them. They look too good, but they turned out to be a well coached team. Uh, and I, I see no other reason to like, again, I didn't, my, my take the favorites model hasn't been working all that well, but in this case, I'm taking the favorite and, and it seems like the motivation edge is going to be for Duke as well. A hundred percent. I mean, uh, Duke, you know, three players hit the portal, but they weren't really used. And then UCF, I mean, they, they're probably going to be starting a freshman third string quarterback. John rice Plumley's injured their starter, but even Plumley would get benched often for Mikey Keene, who was by far their better throwing quarterback. He transferred to Fresno state, but also uh, two, two receivers that got a lot of burn, uh, probably their top receiver, Ryan O'Keefe hit the portal. Um, and then you look at the defensive side of the ball. They lost some guys, Terrence Lewis, a former five-star at linebacker uh, and, and a few other guys that actually got some solid burn. I know Lewis didn't get a ton of burn. Um, they, they, they left town, hit the portal and then their offensive coordinator, uh, Chip Lindsay took the North Carolina job. They also lost their DC to Arkansas. So I don't understand how, and, and another thing is Duke. It's been cold as hell. It's been cold as hell in the, uh, in, in the Carolinas. So they might have a little bit of an advantage uh, going to Annapolis here, uh, you know, with a cold with, I think they're calling for like 35 degrees. So give me a uh, Duke all day. Another thing is Mike Elko, given a defensive mastermind a month to study Gus Malzahn's offense. 
I, I think that's, that's goes all to Duke's favor. Give me the blue devils minus the points. Yeah. I mean, I'm all over Duke. I've lo- I like Duke from, uh, from the beginning. Duke's been great. Uh, great team to bet on They're they're They seem well coached. They're scrappy. And I don't know, UCF really kind of, I don't know. I can't trust UCF even catching three and a half points. That's, this seems like this is lock potential. I mean, I'm all over Duke here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how, uh, how, how anyone would, would take oh, UCF. Toby no. is my dad for 20 saying UCF money line. Here I come. Woo, it's smoking my weed. <laughs> well, enjoy, enjoy. All right. What else we got Kramer? Let's go. All right, Liberty Bowl, Kansas, Arkansas. We're heading to Memphis, Tennessee, where Arkansas laying two and a half, puzzling line here, minus one seventy five on the money line. Kansas plus one twenty. Sixty nine is the total. Not much of a handicap here, but I, I know Arkansas losing a lot of coaches and players. Isn't this just a classic case where we take the coach we like more in Leopold and Kansas? Yeah, I mean, I well, I think so too. I mean, you look, uh, you know, obviously KJ Jefferson, the Razorbacks quarterback, has been dinged up. I don't know for sure. I mean, I would imagine he's starting just because the two others left. Uh, but but uh, then you have Hazelwood, their top wideout, or one of their top wideouts, uh, and t- actually two of because uh, Jackson, their other wide receiver, they're both one of them opted out, the other hit the portal. Their starting tight end hit the portal. Their starting center opted out. Uh, the defensive side of the ball. Not only do they lose a really good defensive coordinator and Barry Odom to the head coaching job at, at UNLV, but also like several bu- bumper pool was all SEC. So with Drew Sanders at the linebacker spots, and then uh, defensive tackle Isaiah Nichols, the edge rusher Eric Thomas Jr. I mean, they, they lost a lot on this defense. Uh, that wasn't, and believe it or not, the defense didn't chart very well in general. But uh, offensively, uh, for Kansas. They, they're. I think they're healthier than they've been, and they didn't have a lot of opt-outs. The only surprising one was linebacker Eric Gilliard, I think, that hit the portal that got a lot of burn. Uh, so I'm with you. Give me the Jayhawks. Yeah, and and wait, who's? Uh, do we definitely know who the Kansas quarterback starting is, Colby? Uh, no, but both are both are available to go. So there is that. But I, I, th- there is one angle to this though that uh, you have the situation where Arkansas is really close to Memphis, so. I expect this to be an all Arkansas crowd. What are you doing here, Kramer? Oh, I'm taking Kansas. I, I don't think Arkansas. I, I think Arkansas is going to be running a lot of inexperienced players out there, and I think they might. I think the the I think there's a this is a game where you're going to see just Arkansas make a lot of schematical mistakes because dudes just don't understand what they're doing, and they don't exactly like like you said they they lost some coaching too, which that that generally will matter in this kind of stuff. So Kansas more prepared, they take care of business. I think I saw a beat writer that was in, uh, just went to Memphis uh, to cover the game. I forget if it was Arkansas or Kansas side of it, but apparently there's no water in Memphis right now. Uh, so a uh, big issue there. Well, that, I, I give the edge on that mark to Arkansas. Then they're probably <laughs> a little more experienced. Y'all, the water. Y'all need, well, oh, look at these Kansas boys coming in with their fancy running water needs. <laughs> we'll oh just boy. be running the rock. They're trying to run their faucets. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Kansas is the better coach team, uh, and I expect to have the better quarterback as well. They, this seems like Leopold will get up for this game and have the Jayhawks up. And you know, kind of disappointing season after they started red hot. Uh, they're kind of cooled off towards the end, but I think this is a good get up spot for them. Kind of a cherry on the Sunday of a pretty good season for Kansas. 
And worth noting, uh, part of the swag bag for the Liberty Bowl includes a slap bracelet. So those wow. are back. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like, what, what are they ass. doing? Like, just give them cash. You can give them cash now. Uh, this is like a gifting thing, right? Just envelope five hundred dollars cash. No one's upset. I, I'm surprised they haven't done the slap bracelet condom yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like fucking Iron Man, but a condom. You just throw that thing on there and it constructs on your dick. Holiday Bowl, San Diego, California. Uh, Colby Dant might be in attendance. He was telling me before the show. 5 p.m. Wednesday, North Carolina, Oregon. This is going to be a doozy. Uh, Bo Nix is playing by all accounts. Oregon laying 14, minus 620 on the money line. North Carolina plus 435. 75 is the total. North Carolina couldn't stop anybody in the regular season when they were trying. Uh, I like again, instant reaction, slap me my money down on Oregon because I don't know how you can take North North Carolina in this spot. Oh man, this is this is actually I think one of the tougher ones because you have what the OC of Oregon left for the Arizona State job. They they lose Noah Sewell, who's gonna be a top pick in the NFL draft. He opted out. Same with corner Christian Gonzalez. So they're razor thin on the defense. Like in Oregon's defense wasn't what they were known for this year was their offense. Meanwhile, uh, you know, North Carolina's offense has been fire, but their OC Phil Longo, Mike Leach guy took the job at Wisconsin. Uh, So they're breaking in a new OC uh, or, or, you know, I don't even know who's calling the plays essentially for, for uh, you know, the Tar Heels, but their defense, pretty much everyone left in the portal. Something, something's not right there, but (laughs) you know, they've recruited really well. So like these guys that I don't know, I don't know know why their defense is that bad because like you looked, if you were to look at the recruiting rankings, you're like, man, all these guys are studs. I don't understand how you can be that bad defensively. So even the backups are well recruited, I guess, give me the points just because I feel like Oregon's defense, Oregon's defense, losing their two top guys on a defense that wasn't that great. I think there's area, you know, there's room for, for Drake may to really push the ball and score points on them. Uh, even though UNC sucks at defense. So g- give me the points with the Tar Heels. Yeah. Do we, are we worried about Oregon's motivation at all? Like, did they think, Oh, Hey, we had a chance to get in the college football playoff. Now that we don't, are they really going to get up for the holiday bowl? Yeah, I wouldn't, I would say if there was a team that was lacking the motivation, it would lean Oregon. In this scenario, last yeah. game for Bo Nix. We're not. Oh, he's coming back. Is he coming back? All right. He announced he was coming back. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm with Colby on this one. Give me a UNC <laughs> plus 14. I, even though their defense sucks, I think, I don't quack. know, I think they can put up enough points. Quack. Yeah. Quack. Remember the last time we all quacked? That was right before the, uh, before the Georgia <laughs> game. They got slaughtered. Oh, no that's crack. right. All right, one more game on Wednesday, the twenty eighth, six p.m. Houston, Texas plays host to the great name here, Texas Bowl. Texas Tech takes on Ole Miss. Ole Miss laying three and a half, minus one seventy five on the money line. Texas Tech plus one forty five. Seventy one is the total. Another game where clear motivation edge to me, Texas Tech. Uh, so I'll I'll take the points there, but Col- Col- maybe Colby can steer me away. I think what you'd be concerned about would be that, uh, you know, they're starting Tyler Shuck, the Oregon transfer. And this guy has been injured. I feel like every time you've seen him play and the problem now is that their starter for a lot of the season, Donovan Smith transferred to Houston. Now Shuck was the preseason starter before he got injured, but Donovan Smith and then Baron Morton was the third stringer who played a lot too. They're both 
Morton's out with an injury. He's done for the season, I believe. And, and Smith is on the Houston Cougars. Now, uh, another thing is one of their best or the best offensive linemen they have. Uh, well, no, he's actually, actually he opted, he opted in. I'm sorry. I, for, I forgot that, but uh, they lost a, a corner. And then meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, Ole Miss actually, they they had some players hit the portal, but it's not as bad as, as I feel like a year ago uh, with opt outs and stuff. So I actually lean Ole Miss here. I think Ole Miss is probably the better team. Uh, but if Shuck stays healthy, it wouldn't surprise me if Texas tech was able to put points on, on Ole Miss's defense, but I'll go, I'll go rebels minus the points. Mm. Yeah. I'm going Ole Miss as well. I, I think lane's going to be motivated uh, for this game. I think he's the better coach. And yeah, I think he's, this is kind of a statement for them going into the off season. So I like old miss to run it up. Wait, wait, should we consider this though? I think Texas tech is doing something leech inspired on their helmets or something. I think mm. I read mm. that they're going to be doing something for Mike Leach in this game. Why don't something- they just pay him their money if they want to honor him? Fucking wow. <laughs> very true. Very I true. Mean, come on. The school that refused to pay him. Now they're going to put a sticker on your helmet. Like, come on. That's clown shit, Texas Tech. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, I'm sure it's not the same people, but you know, yeah, have some class. Sean uh, shoving Texas Tech administration in the proverbial shed. Nice job, Sean. Uh, <laughs> moving what along, like what do you, you you guys really screwed him, and then you're gonna honor him? Like, come on. Yeah, I, I don't get that, but you know, it, we got we got to honor the fallen, I guess. Uh, Texas Tech doing the right thing. I'm going to take them here. They win one for Leach. Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, we're moving over to Thursday, the 29th, 11 a.m. Beautiful Bronx, New York. They're playing in a baseball stadium. One of the things that we found out this year, Sean, that Colby loves yep. about college football Syracuse, Minnesota. The Gophers rowing their boat down the Hudson, laying 10 points, minus 375 on the money line. Syracuse plus 285. 42 is the total. I'll be honest. I don't have a deep handicap here, but how are we not taking Syracuse? I know they're a dome team, but how are we not taking Syracuse here and Dino coming down to Yankee stadium and oh, making things just, electric. This is going to be a Syracuse home game for the orange man. Do you think how many Syracuse alum are living in the city? Great excuse to go out, watch the game, Minnesota. I mean, where, where in a neutral field, which is probably going to feel like a home field for Syracuse, where do they get off being a 10 point favorite, especially with uh, questions at their quarterback position, Tanner Morgan, it, you know, he might not play. And if he does, I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent. Yeah. They're without Sean Tucker, but I think they're still going to be able to move the ball. They have a defense that can create turnovers, 30th ranked defense. Like what are we talking about? You're giving Syracuse 10 points. That's crazy. I'm actually on the other side of this. Dome teams Thank don't God. play. Thank dome, God. dome teams don't play well outdoors. They're a bunch of pussies. And look, this is cool at Yankee Stadium. Should be Ebbets. Should be Ebbets Field. But I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, here's the real reason why you can't take Syracuse. Sean Tucker's like 90% of their offense. He opted yeah, out. Right. So then you're going to go with the Shredder, aka Garrett Schrader, against a the what Minnesota's got a top 10 defense. I don't care if Tanner Morgan plays or not. Ugly game. They win 14, 10. They're, they're, they're going to, they're get them on the money line. Colby, if you want to give your clients some winners, let's go. Cues. Syracuse, their offensive lineman or their offensive coordinator, Robert and I took the NC state job. Their defensive coordinator took the Nebraska job. I think Minnesota is way, way more intact as a, as a team here. I'm laying the points. 
whether Tanner Morgan plays or not, I think uh, they're going to be rowing the boat right through fucking New York City. Let's go. Is Dino still the head coach? Yes. Let's go. Give me Syracuse plus the point. Sean, we're yes. on the right side together here. All right. Uh, another uh, 2:30 p.m. on the West Coast on Thursday. We're heading to the beautiful. Uh, I believe I've attended this bowl before when it was formerly the Champs Sports Bowl. It's now the Cheez Its Bowl. Uh, in it's basically in a high school stadium in Orlando. It, it's kind of a fun thing to do if you've got nothing else going on. Oklahoma, Florida State, real doozy of a game here. Florida State laying nine and a half. Going to be a home game for them. Minus three fifty-five on the money line. Oklahoma plus two seventy-five. Sixty-six is the total. I mean, this is this is. Uh, I, I don't know if this is pure Seminole country. Maybe there's some Gator fans in the area, but boy. Colby, t- tell me why we should take Oklahoma. I mean, I think Venables needs it. You don't want to have a losing season your first year. I th- I think that's the motive. If you're taking now, I uh, I should add in though that Theo Weiss, one of their better receivers, hit the portal. Their running back Eric Gray opted out. Both their tackles opted out. Their defensive tackle opted out. Uh, they did get hit pretty bad, but I I do think like if you're Brent Venables. Six and seven in year one at Oklahoma, man. I think I think he's got to get his team ready because you're gonna need that. You're gonna need a winning season. I think seven and six is completely different than six and seven for year one in a in a pretty prestigious place. Uh, but yeah, one of the things I like about Florida State is they don't really have many opt-outs. You know, like Jordan Travis to come back. Um, even like their top defensive end, Jared Verse. You know, elected he's going to play. Safety Jamie Robinson's going to play in the bowl game. I like that. I like that right there. And like you said, it's in Orlando. Give me Florida State minus the points. Oh, love wait. it! I I get a fade, Colby and Ryan. Wait, wait, hold on. Plus nine well, and a half. Well, no, no. I I was I was hoping for Colby to give me a reason to fade Florida State. Did he say all of that and then take Florida State? Yeah, I mean it was a classic. <laughs> And then if it and then if Oklahoma hits, he's like, I told you, Venables needs to get that win, even if that music sounded good. Give me Oklahoma plus the point. (laughs) Big Twelve better than the ACC. Oh man, now I don't know what to do because I feel like I'm on the wrong side. I'm 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 you know I'm I'm giving the uh, giving those redcoats all our troop locations. I'm sticking with Oklahoma in spite of the fact. Known college football mush, uh, bowl game mush. Colby is on them. I just, in a what world is Florida State laying nine and a half in these bowl games? We've seen these bowl games are shit shows, and we we've seen it time and time again. I'm not going to take uh, Florida State laying nine and a half. There's not, there's not like a clear enough but, angle for me to lock up them double digits. But we've seen the travel situation in this country right now. I don't think Oklahoma fans are going to Orlando. The, the scary part is that I think this is going to be a Florida State home game, essentially. Oh, they started they started driving for this game, you know, four days ago, Colby. They're Oklahoma people, they aren't they aren't fancy air travelers. They're they're on the ground. They've been hitching their wagons. I mean, you know, you saw the Oregon Trail. They just run it back. <laughs> they're they're gonna be fine. The covered wagon will be getting in there on like the twenty eighth. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm on Florida State then. Uh, you make some good points on the on the track. I do think that Oklahoma is such a prestigious program. They make the playoff every year. Their fans definitely aren't going to Orlando unless they are already in Orlando. 
So, I mean, do you figure out the math? Uh, second thing I would add is the Florida state motivation. I mean, think about this. Some of these players playing in front of some hometown fans, they, the prize is after the game with all the ladies that will be in attendance. All right. Thursday, la- last game on Thursday, 6 PM kickoff, beautiful San Antonio, Texas for the Alamo bowl, much better name than the Texas bowl. No, shout out to San Antonio for having some creativity. Washington and Texas here. Texas laying three and a half, minus one seventy-five on the money line. Washington plus one forty-five. Sixty-seven and a half is the total. You always got to be careful with Sarkeesian around bowl time. Lots of uh, eggnog, cocktails, other things to get him uh, unfocused from football. Colby, I, I assume you're going to tell me that we're laying the points with Texas here. No, no. Oh yes. I mean, I am. I am all over. Washington here. Michael Penix announces he's coming back. He's probably the preseason favorite to win the Heisman next year. They have the number two offense in in America, and you're telling me Texas, without both their stud running backs who opted out, are is going to be like how are they going to move the ball? Ewers hasn't been very successful in the air, and now you take away what has been their offense, their bread and butter all all season, and Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson. I'm all over Washington here. Uh, I know the crowd will be pro Texas, but you know, it's one of these filthy dome games. I think Washington can, can handle that getting more than a field goal. I think they could win on the money line. Let's go. Give me Penix and, and the Huskies. Kramer, what are you doing? Uh, you know, this is one of the games I circled because the money doesn't make sense. The money is pouring in on Washington yet. This line is holding strong at three and a half. I was hoping Colby Much could like ex- those who defended the Alamo. Give me Texas minus three and a half. This is when Ken, Quinn Ewers has a good game when he has a month to prepare. You know, he got thrown in halfway through the season. He dealt with that injury in the collarbone. I think this is when you see uh, Quinn Ewers' best game in essentially a home game. He struggled on the road. He was really good at home. I think he's going to be really good here. Give me Texas minus three and a half. Not his home. This is the home of the San Antonio Commanders. Uh, give me the other side. I'll, 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 you know what? I'll take Washington, even though the money doesn't oh, make sense. To me. Uh, I do He's like open. Penix. Pe- Penix is maybe the best player playing in bowl season. Hot take. All right. Uh, what are we on? Sat. Friday for everyone's favorite bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, if we're lucky, we'll get to see a grown man doused in mayonnaise once again. Fucking weird fetishes down there in Charlotte, North Carolina. 9 a.m. kick, Maryland, NC State, NC State minus one, minus 115 on the money line. Maryland minus 105. 46, a very low total for a bowl game. I mean, you could run back the same angle with NC State playing at home here, but Colby? I mean, I can't tell you how many times as a kid growing up, this is going to show my age. Every college football Saturday in the nineties, you would get the regional game. So when, when Ohio state was playing Michigan and you wanted to watch that growing up in the DC area, you would get stuck with like Maryland and NC state. (laughs) Uh, And it just would be absolutely terrible. I'd be listening to fucking the the big time games on the radio. Uh, So they give us a flashback here, Maryland, NC state and Charlotte. Uh, The problem here is what Maryland's got a lot of really good wide receivers opting out three guys that will be in the NFL and Dante Demas, uh, Jacob Copeland, the Florida transfer and, and Rakeem Jarrett. Um, they also have their top corner opting out. That's a little tough, uh, but NC state also Devin Leary hit the portal. A bunch of their, uh, a bunch of the, a bunch of their team hit the portal as well. Surprisingly, 
Oh man, give me the Terps. I think they can move the ball better. NC State, you know, bunch of pussies. So uh, <laughs> NC State also just like this was supposed to be an all-time season for NC State, right? Yeah, yeah. And feel like you always want to fade fade those teams at the end of the year when they when they don't achieve the success they were supposed to. It it feels like a like NC State was a fade team before I even saw the matchup. So give me Maryland. You know, Tim. Tim Beck, though their OC of, of NC State, took the Coastal Carolina job. I don't know how he got a head coaching job because NC State's offense was terrible. This might be addition by subtraction, but anyway, Sean, go. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on NC State. Like I said, uh, Maryland lost their OC, and uh, you know, to his brother, he's nicked up. As we learned, the family is not Island Strong; they're Island Soft. NC oh. State. This is exactly the games. NC State wins. Like they they came in with a ton of hype, were really disappointing, but now they're gonna pull this bowl game right out of their ass. Uh Wolfpack are gonna be howling. NC State minus one. I like that. Which by the way, Colby, you and I, I, I can't speak for Sean, but I know we're very pro Wolf. Um I'll have to do a retweet. We need some help uh, doing some conservation for some wolf families up in um, on the northern uh, reaches of this country. So, uh, you know what? Actually, on that account, I'm going to take some wolf. The wolves need some support. Fuck Tua's brother. Give me NC State. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Well, part of my handicap was getting to fade both of you guys. No. Um, that's unfortunate. The wolves need our help, Colby. The wolves need our help. I can't take it. Look, I'm an ECU guy. Taking NC State That's is true. filthy. All right. That's true. <laughs> All right. Next up, 11 a.m. on the West Coast. We're heading to El Paso, Texas for the Sun Bowl. You know what? The Sun Bowl is at least a classic bowl. It's been around for a while. I think at one point, tires were sponsoring it. That's classy. Great Pittsburgh. Stadium. Great yeah. stadium. Have you seen that? I mean, have you ever been like driving into El Paso? It's like in the mountains, in the desert. Meet, meet. Really cool stadium. Pittsburgh, UCLA, UCLA minus five and a half, minus two twenty on the money line. Pittsburgh plus one eighty. Fifty three and a half is the total. How uh you were we were before the show started, you were starting to tell us about a Narduzzi travel story. Maybe maybe you want to complete that or or tell yeah, tell the yeah. listeners. Well, some pit players got I think like three or four pit players got caught in there, got stuck in the Dallas airport in route to the game and uh, UTEP's basketball coach, Joe Golding happened to be renting a car and I guess had overheard the story of the pit basketball or pit football players, uh, you know, been, been stuck in the Dallas airport for quite a while. Like, like fucking Tom Hanks in the terminal over there. And, uh, and trains he, and automobiles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he ends up giving him a ride. That's a far trip too. I know people think, Oh, El Paso and Dallas, that's actually quite some distance. So uh, I think it was like an eight-hour drive or something, uh, something to that extent, uh, where where he took the the players. So Utah's well, basketball coach saving the day, college basketball helping college football. Love that. And we've looked this up before. Los Angeles, I believe, is closer to El Paso than the eastern border of Texas and Louisiana. I could be wrong there. It's very close, but that that's that's an insane yeah. mind uh, gymnastics. From Dallas to El Paso, it's nine hours and fifteen minutes. Jesus. Brutal, brutal. Um, the problem with this game, man, is I'm actually surprised this line smells a little bit because Keaton Slovis hit the portal after Pitt announced they were getting Phil Jerkovic from BC, but Jerkovic can't play this game. Their backup, who played a couple games this year, the Tennessee game, Nick Patty, he's injured, and they'd been prepping for their third string quarterback, 
uh, quarterback, Nate Yarnell, uh, who uh, is sick. He is sick. So I believe they're going to be going with their fourth string quarterback. Now it's Pat Narduzzi. And ever since he got rid of Mark Whipple, he doesn't really need a quarterback. He just runs the ball, uh, you know, each and every play. But their top, their top running back, one of the best running backs in the country, Izzy Abakanda uh, or whatever the fuck his name is, opted out. Uh, I mean, this is tough. A lot of their defense opted out. I do believe the backups on their defense are good, but I, I have to. You just have to hammer UCLA here. Another thing is the ACC uh, has been awful uh, against, against the PAC 12 PAC 12 since the, since 2000 in games against the ACC, the PAC 12 is 28 and nine against the A the ACC here. Give me UCLA all day here. Cosign. Yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going, uh, I'm going pit here. They UCLA is a classic team that shows up when it wants to Ryan. I mean, what was the game we lost? We went and watched UCLA where they were like 20 point favorites. They lost outright at home a week before the USC game, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, they, they have an ability to lose some games that they don't care about Uh, chip Kelly, two and two in bowl games, not particularly dominant. I like Pitt catching five and a half here. Yeah, I mean the, the the question I was at I have for Colby is he always talks about how UCLA gets dominated by teams like Utah. Is Pitt's backup defensive lineman going to be able to dominate? Uh, I think they will probably have success, but Dorian Thompson Robinson, I believe, still playing this game, and just I mean, it's one. It's his last game ever. He has no more eligibility, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's oh. one thing to be on your second string quarterback. You're talking about your potentially your fourth string quarterback at Pitt. Uh, that's that's really Done. concerning. Yeah. Final answer. Give me UCLA. UCLA. Next up, noon. The Gator Bowl. We're heading to Jacksonville, which could also be hosting a wild card weekend game. Holy crap! The Jags <laughs> are back. South Carolina. The Cox. Mr. Shane Beamer. A lot of momentum going their way right now. They're taking on Notre Dame. Minus two and a half, minus one forty for Notre Dame, plus one twenty for the Gamecocks. Fifty-one and a half is the total. Is this a glamorous destination for the Irish fans? Because we know this is a a, a, a base that will travel. But I don't know if anyone is more excited about their program than, than South Carolina right now. So it's just a auto play on South Carolina for me. They should just let South Carolina in the playoff, um, just as because they've had an ability to knock out big teams. They're they're such a fun uh, team to root for. Although I am looking at their their list of guys who won't be playing, I think it's like twenty plus here with opt outs, injuries, transfer portal. One got Jalen Brooks, receiver unknown. Uh, that's always a fun one. I don't know. I I I think I want to go uh, Gamecocks as well, unless Colby can make a case for Notre Dame. You got to play that X Files music for the unknown. You know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and this is just one of these stupid games. You know what I mean? Like this is a stupid, stupid game. Uh, Cause drew Pine, the starting quarterback for Notre Dame, he's at Arizona state. Now Tyler Buchner, their, their second string quarterbacks injured. They're on their third string quarterback, but then their best players, Michael Mayer, who's like 90% of their offense opted out their wide receiver, Avery Davis injured Merriweather injured. Uh, their best defensive player, Isaiah Foskey, opted out. 
I mean, you have just, and then like Sean mentioned, you look at South Carolina's opt-outs. I mean, it is a substantial amount. They're offensive tackle, their defensive tackle, their their corners, their safety. Um, I have no idea, but give me give me South. They have Spencer Rattler still. All right, and I I feel like he's still the most explosive player on the field for them. Uh, give me South Carolina, but I don't I don't love this here. Is Spencer Rattler coming out? After no, this year, I don't. Oh, I, I think he said he's going to. I think he said he's coming back, right? Okay. Well, I was going to say uh, one game could get him drafted. We know, you know, like we've already we already saw the buzz once he had those couple nice games where people were like, "Ha!" The NFL draft Knicks are back to like. Mm, remember Spencer Rattler? He could be a fun prospect. Well, I mean, it, re- remember that game where Zach Wilson went eighteen for eighteen in a bowl game? Can really make your career. Uh, great, so, great point, Sean. So, something voting Robert Sal. <laughs> something to monitor though is South Carolina's offensive coordinator Ma- Marcus Satterfield le- took the Nebraska job. He's not calling the plays. Shane Beamer said uh, he will not announce an offensive play caller, which I think means he'll be calling the plays. And from my experience, Beamer's a good coach, but I don't know about the offensive play calling on on perhaps Beamer. Uh, well, but, and and dark horse is uh, Matt Patricia because he's one of those guys who calls plays even though he's not an offensive coordinator like they have set up for the Patriots. So look out for him as a dark horse candidate. I was gonna say Colby Frank might be in town to watch the game. Maybe he'll call a couple plays as long as it's not Brian Steinspring. I think we're good. Give me South Carolina. We should do that. Place. That would add like excitement to the game. <laughs> yeah, why not get Frank down there on the sideline his big old uh, ass ass chin or whatever. <laughs> whatever skin transplant that was. All right, uh, boy, uh, we're getting getting uh, getting to the depths of it because Barstool. What happened to their their game got canceled last year, right? The Barstool yeah, Sports Bowl, aka the Arizona Bowl in Tucson, Arizona, Wyoming, and Ohio. How much did they pay for this? Because this is a pretty shitty matchup. One thirty uh, kickoff on the West Coast. Ohio minus one and a half, minus one twenty five on the money line. Wyoming plus one oh five. Forty two and a half is the total. Seems silly to play Wyoming away from all of their home edges and weird weather situations. Um, excited to see what kind of shenanigans happen in this one. Uh, I think uh, Barstool's going to done a pretty fun job of covering things in a more alternative way. Shout out to the competition, but uh, uh, Colby, where are we going with this one? Yeah, because I love taking Wyoming in Laramie, but outside of Laramie. In Tucson, Tucson only twenty three hundred uh, feet elevation. If you guys are curious, the uh, the MAC Player of the Year though, Curtis Rourke, brother of Nathan Rourke. If you watch the CFL and the wow. British Columbia Lions, um, uh, he is out for the season, so they don't have him. They also don't have their running back, O'Shawn Allison. But meanwhile, Wyoming, who's a run heavy team, they are on their fifth string running back. The other four, <laughs> one guy kicked off the team. The rest transferred. Uh, I I just trust Craig Bull, and I trust his teams are physical. Where Ohio's got one of the worst defenses in in the nation. They're on their backup quarterback. I think Wyoming will be the more physical team here. Give me the Cowboys in in Tucson. All right, I, I will say this as someone who has spent a tiny bit of time in Wyoming. Uh, they grow their men uh, bigger and stronger up there. Give me Wyoming. I'm I'm going Ohio. I I I just they aren't the same team outside of Wyoming. Give me Ohio. I I know they um they're down to their fifth string running back, but again, their recruiting class and the guys they bring in, they they they're a running back farm over there in Ohio. So yeah, give me Ohio minus one and a half. 
And before we get to our last game, it, it, the chat is back. We're back to it, right? Like, how do we get the, the sports gambling podcast bowl with the devaluation of bowl games? Like, they're mm. they're on their last life, Sean. This yes. could be our year. We have a bowl. We have bowls sponsored by Holidays, pretty generic. Texas, Cheez-Its, yeah. mayonnaise, and fucking barstool. We can do this next year. Next year, let let's target one of these. Uh, these, I mean, why not the Holiday Bowl? It's in San Diego. It's being named after the holidays, which is silly. Um, you know, Are, people love. I think it's in. The real question is, Ryan, if we host a bowl game, will Colby attend or will he not even <laughs> attend the SCPN bowl game? I might do an opt out from the, uh, from that point of view, you know, give you an, uh, there hasn't been any broadcasting opt outs yet. So maybe I'll start that trend. That would be funny. Coley is opting out of broadcasting. <laughs> That's a great way to get PR for the bowl. Argo dome. Maybe we play it up there in one of these really cheap domes. Um, Idaho state. What, what dome do they play in? I, I oh, think that's a good angle. Sean, there, there's like a, there's a, isn't there a dome out in Ontario? We could probably pick up for pretty cheap. Uh, I don't know if it can fit a football field, but no, I mean, you maybe in it. come on. Yeah. What if we just say, Hey, bowl game, but it's arena league rules, figure oh, it out. Love it. Love you can it. just use a 50 yard field and just, you know, yeah, I feel like, uh, it's not the, like anyone plays defense. Look, These, these modern day uh, people will be happy with that. All right, last one. Uh, this is a big boy, the Orange Bowl. I, even I know this one. Love the oranges. Uh, we wouldn't be able to afford this one, Sean. Miami, Florida, five p.m. on Thursday, the thirtieth. Or wait, are we on Friday now? I can't do math. Yeah, Friday the thirtieth. I'm sorry. Uh, Clemson, Tennessee. This is a fun game. Clemson minus five and a half, minus two fifteen on the money line, plus one seventy five for Tennessee. Sixty three and a half is the total. I mean, this is a Dabo team, which tells me they're not going to be uh, littered with opt-outs and transfer portal guys, right, Colby? Wrong. Uh, DJ Ukulele, that uh, he's at Oregon State now. It's a big beaver. They're going with Club Nick, and shout out to his parents who had uh, problems getting on a. Uh, the, I guess they had some some issues in the airports, so they're making the drive uh, oh. all the way from Texas, I believe. Um, but. Yeah, I mean their running back Kobe Pace, who I guess wasn't their starter, but he hit the portal. Uh, a, a slew of opt-outs: uh, Miles Murphy, Xavier Thomas on the defensive line, also Trenton Simpson, their stud linebacker, also another good linebacker, Vontae Bentley transferred to Colorado. Uh, but at the same time, the Vols obviously Hendon Hooker's out with the injury. They're wide out. Play, play through it. Uh, you yeah. know, Philip Rivers played with a torn ACL. <laughs> you want to show you're an NFL quarterback, Hen and Hooker? Put a yeah. brace on that thing and get the fuck out there. Didn't Heinz Ward never have an ACL? I think I read that story. Like he just had no ACL in him. Overrated. Uh, uh, they're wide receivers. Jalen Hyatt, stud. He opted out. Cedric Cedric Tillman, stud. He opted out. A couple of their reserves hit the portal. So they're thin at wide out. They're going with Joe Milton, who was what eleven of twenty-one for one forty-seven against Vanderbilt. That's concerning. He sucks. He yeah. sucks. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on Clemson though. I think I actually think this team's a little bit rejuvenated. They're kind of excited. I think the team got behind uh, Klubnik, the, the the QB there. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the Tigers to get it done with Dabo and uh, and uh, what what did he say about NIL? We were the first NIL. All right, with God. Name, image, and likeness. <laughs> that was a really uh, that was really a great answer. 
Well, what's great is if you, if you guys are familiar with those FBI wiretaps, the Clemson assistant basketball coach got caught on a wiretap talking about, Hey, we can do it like the football team and pay our players funnel it through the church, which is hilarious. If you think about, it. we started name image and like God did it. God. Yeah. Unbelievable. As, as long as he tithed uh, 10% of whatever they were dropping, I think it still qualifies. Um, you're okay there. So Colby, you're locking up Clemson, huh? Yeah. I like it. I'm going Tennessee here just cause uh, no Hendon hooker. Maybe we get a, nobody believes in this game for Tennessee and you know, Clemson still a ton of who are they starting a quarterback? Uh, Klubnik, the freshman. Yeah. His, parents, his parents are driving from Texas. Wait, oh, Sean, right. you got to realize that you hate DJU. This is a, yes. a addition by subtraction situation. And also, let's remind you know Sean. Right. I, I forgot he. I forgot he transferred. Um, yeah, you're you're right. They got rid of the virus known as uh, Big Cinco. Big Stinko. Give me Clemson minus five. Well, and let's remind Sean that Joe Joe Milton is name right. He transferred from uh, Michigan. From, from yeah. Michigan, and that team like he won the job at first, and he sucked. And it took yeah. it took him a little while to get Hendon out there, and all of a sudden we're talking about an all-world offense. So yeah, absolutely, this is a smash spot for Clemson. Lock potential. <laughs> I'm with you. Lock potential. Wow. Okay. All right. Speaking of the lock, let's do it. Lock, dog, and tease. Happy birthday. <laughs> Brought to you by uh, SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/win bet bet big win bigger. Kramer, you're up. What do you got? I think we started and ended with my locks. Give me Duke uh, laying three and a half. Give me, I, I know Colby just told me the ACC sucks in bowl season, but give me Duke <laughs> minus three and a half. Give me Clemson minus five and a half for my dog. I, I don't want to stomp on your parade, Sean, but give yeah, me don't uh, touch Syracuse. I won't. I won't. That's a, that's a clear system Bayheim play. And as much as I would love to jump on the, the Shane Beamer train. Give me Washington. Michael Pennant, like I said, maybe the best quarterback we discussed today, uh, unless you're a Bo Nix guy. So Washington on the money line, really short money line, too, for a three and a half point spread. So that should tell you everything you need to know. Um, tease. All right, let's be smart about this. Uh, Mr. Stanford Wong is watching in the live chat. Kansas plus eight and a half. South Carolina plus eight and a half. Wyoming. Plus seven and a half. That's just beautiful. All right. For my lock. Mm. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Oh, man. Oh, and while you're thinking, uh, shout out to Cousin Mush in the chat. Uh, has some breaking news stating Uncle Money will be in on the sponsoring the Italian Bowl. So maybe we have to call it, maybe we call it the, SG, the SGP Italian Bowl. To raise Italian American awareness, I like that. I mean, isn't that what the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl is already? The yeah. Italian Bowl. So, so we can have two. Real. There's a lot of Italian Americans in this country. All right. First up for my first lock, give me Kansas plus two and a half. For my bonus lock, hmm, really hate sharing a lock with Kramer, but Duke minus three and a half for my dog. It's always going to be Syracuse on the money line. For my tease, give me. Uh, you shouldn't be teasing ball games, but give me UNC up to 20. Give me a pit up to 11 and a half and give me Clemson at a pick or sorry, plus a half. All right. Uh, locking up UCLA minus five and a half. And it, it, the ACC sucks against 
the Pac 12. That's what you got to mm-hmm. do. It's not all bowl games because my other lock is Clemson minus five and a half against Tennessee. Uh, dog. Well, I guess we'll go back to fading the ACC because Oklahoma plus 275 on the money line. Venables needs it. Let's go. Uh, tease wise, let's go Wyoming plus seven and a half. Oh, well, well done. Uh, I'm going to go. Let's let's take what wh- let's take Washington up to what nine and a half, and uh, let's uh, let's go. Uh, what is it? Duke plus two and a half. Let's go cross zero. Whoa, oh, you dog! Wow, Dantavit. You know what? I'm going to change my uh, second lock. I'm getting rid of Duke plus two and a half, putting in Oklahoma plus nine and a half. Wow. Late Breaking swap. Is. Well, because I want to give out as a DGen play. Uh, well, Ryan's on Florida State, but Oklahoma, Syracuse on the money line. Or, you well, know what? I'll good. do Oklahoma, Syracuse, UNC, round robin, money line. Two of the three win. You cash a uh, massive bet there. So love that. <sighs> All right. I mean, that'll pay nicely, Sean. Good luck. Yeah, that's the goal. Good you guys luck. got anything else you want to give out? Nope, nope. Just gave out some stone cold winners. Yeah. Hey, make sure uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Leave a review of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Screenshot it. Submit it. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet between now and the end of the year with your favorite moment of 2022 for your chance to win one of those sweet, sweet SGP mini helmets. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. Great work, guys. Uh, 2023 SGP Italian Bowl loading. Cream, let it ride.